The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports. The where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson. Clippers and I yes I am Nick Ferguson and this is secondary perspective if you haven't seen it you definitely have to YouTube it uh, he was really excited and, and, and seldom you see owners as excited as fans but I appreciate it I mean he's caught in a lot of flack on social media and said that his answers were a little crazy to me it was it was part dick by tail you know uh, PTP baby primetime player I mean, he was really excited. I mean, as a, as a, as an owner, as a player, as, as a fan. You know, if I'm a Clippers fan, I, I'm excited about the enthusiasm that the new owner brings, especially after what the Clippers uh, had gone through uh, this entire summer, the whole Donald Sterling things, and and just kind of how things worked out for them in the playoffs. But the, but the reason you have to watch it if you haven't seen it is as he's standing on stage, and, and there's a line of players starting with Doc Rivers. It's, it's Chris Paul, then it's Blake Griffin, and uh, DeAndre Jordan. But, but watch it and look at Blake Griffin's face. You know those little air bubbles that pop up, you know, little pop-up windows as far as what a person is really thinking? I, I ask you, go back and look at the video and, and tell me what you think that is going through Blake Griffin's mind at that particular time. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a Clippers fan. I'm not a Clippers fan. I mean, let me start off. Anyone knows, anyone who listens to the show, know I love the Miami Heat because, you know, that's where I was born and raised. So there's a lot of loyalty there. But I love the energy that he brings. And, and, and I really want to see what he's able to do with that team and rebound from a publicity standpoint. You know, from a publicity standpoint. Later on in the show, we'll be joined by former veteran, 10 seasons in the NFL, Victor Green. He's going to talk about, 
you know, the New York Jets personnel moves and what he thinks about the new NFL and changing of all the rules. You know, you know, it's been, it's been a heavy emphasis of uh, hand checking, of pulling on the jerseys uh, for the defenders. We'll, we'll get his personal take on what he thinks that he would have done and how would these defensive backs transition from the preseason to the regular season. And I have to tell you this. On the show, we pride ourselves in bringing you some, you know, the, the breasts and the brightest stars from sports, entertainment, you name it. But, but today on the show, I want to do a little something a little different. And you might as well get accustomed to this because, you know, we have Roberta Ending a couple of weeks back, uh, the nutritionist for the Houston Texans, who talked about the importance of health, both inside the game and outside the game for the players. But my next guest, you know, let me bring her in properly. And if you are in your 40s and you've been struggling, to lose weight, to stay motivated, uh, you start workouts, you go to the gym, you make all these New Year's resolutions, and you never fulfill them, and you wanted to find a way to get motivated, today's guest would do just that. Gina Ramos, I mean, herself, she decided, and I'll let her, I'll, you know what, let me let her tell, tell you what she decided to do. Gina, thank you, thank you for joining the program. How are you doing? Good morning, Nick. I'm good. All right, now listen. Now, now we all struggle with getting motivated from time to time, you know, and, and me too, myself. But, but tell us a little bit about your story. What, why were you motivated to change your life and how that happened? Well, it was the day after my 40th birthday, and my body just wasn't doing what I needed it to do. I was having back pain. I was taking three-hour naps. I was sitting at work eight hours a day in pain, uncomfortable. So I had to talk with my sister, and she said, you need to fix this. So I sat on my laptop for two weeks, and I researched everything that I could research. And I juiced for two weeks. I had no solid food. That took away all of my cravings. That allowed me to see what was going to work for my body. And then I decided to change my life. And from that day on, I changed my eating. And it, I never looked at it as a diet. I don't like that word. As we had discussed, it's depriving that puts ideas in your head that you're being deprived of something, which is not true. So I looked at it as my new way of life. And two years later, I've never looked back. And it was a easy transformation for me. Wow, that, that that that's that's amazing. I mean, when you you just talked about cravings, and most people yeah. when they get on diets, and for me, that's what I hear. I hear deprive. And if you deprive yourself of anything, the moment you get into a supermarket, the moment you get by yourself, you tucked away in the corner, you're looking for anything to put your hands on. But 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 those cravings, the snacks, the the late night cravings. You know, how do you deal with that? How did you deal with that? Because I know that's the toughest thing when I talk to certain people, those late night cravings, they're watching television, the burger commercial comes on, the cookie commercials. How were you able to overcome that? When you detox your body and start putting the right food in your body, it starts working with you. And 
I always felt that that's what needed to be done. And the minute that I did implement that and I started drinking water with lemon and cucumber, and when I felt that I was hungry, I took a minute, I took a drink of, a large drink of ice water that I had there at my disposal all the time, and it allows you to just kind of think that I'm not going to put bad stuff in my body, I'm going to put good stuff in my body. And once you start doing that and you make that honest decision, your body starts showing you it appreciates that, and those cravings are gone, and you know, I'm not going to be false. There's times when you might feel for a cookie or you might feel for that piece of cheesecake at the restaurant. <laughs> but when you do, one bite is suffice. You don't have to eat eight cookies. You don't have to eat a whole piece of cheesecake. Just one sliver or just one bite of a cookie starts to satisfy that sweet craving or that salty craving. Yeah, but you're talking about that, 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 that's willpower, and, and some people, you know, they, they can't fight against that willpower. It's just like, it, it's, it's like the, the chips commercial. You, you just can't eat one. If you find a, a delicious cheesecake or a chocolate cake, you just can't eat a slice. So how, do you, how do you tell grandmother, hey, listen, I, I, love, I love your cheesecake, but, but I'm, I'm on this new thing now. Where I'm trying to take back my life, but I can only eat half of it. And she's looking at you like, come on. How do you, what do you do with that? When you have pe- people around you to support you, they usually try not to tempt you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, 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 they try not to, but that temptation is there. But you have seemed to have done a great job uh, fighting that temptation. Now, let me ask you, uh, what kind of health benefits have you seen from losing the weight that you've lost opposed to what it was and I believe it was uh, uh, 310 pounds uh, you, you were at. So, so talk about uh, the, the health issues that you had being 310 and how things are now for you now that you've shed some of that, that weight. Yes, I was at 310 pounds. I fluctuated from about 280 to 310 for about 23 years. And I, once I lost the weight, I've been at 153 ever since, um, which has been about two years. And everything from being anemic, my blood work, my levels, anxiety, just everything changed, you know. Um, And it helps you mentally, physically, spiritually. When you're putting everything good in your body, just good is going to come out of that. I've been able to help so many people. And um, I think just... Watching my blood work, you know, having my doctors tell me, wow, what are you doing? You know, and doctors just being impressed that I didn't take a pill for something or I didn't put all the diet fads into my body that I did this all naturally. I didn't, it wasn't expensive. People put so much money into diet fads or going to a gym or getting a personal trainer. Find a park. Find a park with stairs. Find a park that you could go work out by yourself every day. Um, all everything that I did was free. People you you, you, you hear that, people? She, that, it, she said the the, the the four letters that everyone wants to hear in that in that word, free. 
F R E E. It's free. Go ahead, continue. Yep. People would say, oh, it's too expensive to buy organic vegetables. Oh, it's too expensive to do that. Well, how much money do you spend on fast food every week? Mm. You know, for myself, actually, for the few people in my family who were juicy with me also, I would spend about $30 a week on organic vegetables, and that would last me for my juicing through the week. If you're going out to a fast food restaurant every day for lunch, how much are you spending? Well, that, 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 spending that's very interesting, too. Your coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. So it's just decisions. It's just wise decisions that you have to make. Now, now you just mentioned fast food, and the most pe- the people that I I've spoken to who have been struggling to maintain a fitness regimen throughout the year that that's one of the biggest things. How can you, I guess, if you want to use the word uh, a diet or change your life, knowing knowing as though millions of people actually eat out a lot, and you can't really determine who's in the kitchen making your food and what they're putting in it. Talk, talk, what, what did you do as far as eating out? When you would go to a certain place, did you have certain restaurants you avoided totally or you would go to a restaurant? And, and how, how would that unfold for you? Absolutely. I, there's things you need to avoid completely. Fast food, you know, fast food. I hate that word because it's not fast food. Just that sneaky person stuck that S in there. It's fat food. Mm. I look at fast food as getting four vegetables, throwing them in my juicer, pushing one button and pouring them in a cup. That's pretty fast to me. You know, there I have, I'm lucky at work. I have a juicer here also or a blender. And, yes, my family, I have six children, and we do go out to eat a lot. But you could make healthy choices at restaurants. A lot of restaurants have gluten-free menus now. And for myself, I just needed to know what to pick and choose. If you want to have a hamburger, have a veggie burger. Have a black bean burger and have them lettuce wrap it. Don't eat that bread. Um, I don't eat red meat, so it wasn't a hard thing for me to stay away from that. But um, you, at every restaurant, you could pick and choose. They will modify your meal. I had a problem not going out to eat because that was a social time for me and my family, me and my friends. So I just had to be smart about the choices and know what to ask for and what to substitute. Right. Now, now talk about counting calories and that dreadful scale <laughs> that, that everyone wants to avoid. I mean, talk, talk about it. How did away. you do with that? Throw your scale away. I... Uh, to this day, I really don't get on a scale. I know how my clothes fit me. I went from a size 30-32 for over 20 years to a size 8 now. So I didn't care what I weighed. I cared what my clothes fit like. I cared what my clothes looked like on me. And I think that's what people should go off of. You know, take your measurements. And every week, take your measurements once a week and see what's changing on different parts of your body. Don't get on that scale and then be intimidated or be upset because you only lost a few pounds. Your body's working. If you're doing what you need to do, your body's going to respond. I promise your body will respond. 
Um, exercise when you can. A simple 30-minute walk is going to do wonders for you if you haven't been doing that. I was um, blessed by a personal trainer um, before I even started losing weight, but he was able to teach me certain things to go do at the park by my house and walk the stairs and do push-ups on the benches and just things that are free. If you can't afford to join a gym or if you're intimidated going to a gym, you don't need to go to a gym. Go to a park. Go work out at your leisure and what's comfortable for you. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Gina Ramos. You can find her blog at eatlikemeblog.wordpress.com and you can email her at healthybella at gmail.com. Now, you talked earlier about the fact that there are other individuals that reach out to you from time to time to, I guess, pull on your health knowledge. Uh, you know, who are some of those individuals and in some of the professions or walks of life that you have experienced calling you for assistance? Um, I've been very blessed by that. I, I have a lot of NFL greats that have reached out to me. I have music producers. I have people who could afford to go get that expensive personal trainer, who could afford to get a personal cook. But I think people are tired of doctors telling them what to do, trainers telling them what to do, reality TV shows telling them what to do, when none of those people had ever done it themselves. Mm. And they find me, and they're, I, I don't tell people, do this, do this. I tell them what I did. And they could see it. They see my before and after pictures, and I did it all naturally. So they believe, I think, that if she did it, I could do it. There's no difference between her and me. If she did that, I could do it, too. And I think it kind of gives them a little power to where they feel it's not someone just sitting there shaking their figure at me. This is what you need to do. It's here's what I did. Here's all the tools that you need to do it. I'm here to help you. Well, well, Gina, hold on for just a second. I I want you to, I want to continue this and I want to talk about how this uh, transition has affected uh, your self-esteem and and your family as a whole. We are up against a break after the break. We'll continue the conversation uh, with Gina and also talk to teen season veteran that is Victor Green about the state of the New York Jets and just kind of talk a little bit football and maybe Johnny Manziel. You listen to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Don't go anywhere. Put that donut down. That's right. It's Nick Ferguson, Voice America Sports. <laughs> internet flagship station for sports voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy 
where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. I feel like I need every practice that we have and every game that's that's scheduled for us. I feel like that's why they're there for they're there for a reason. Um, I'm a young guy, and the more reps I get, the more practices I get, the more game situations I get, the better. Johnny Football giving his explanation as far as uh, what took place Monday night against the Washington Redskins, and I think Mike Pettin has decided uh, after so much controversy, if you want to call it that that he's going to go with Brian Hoyer at the starting uh, position. We'll talk uh, about that in more in depth when we get Victor Green on the line, 10-year veteran of the NFL New York Jets, New Orleans Saints, and the New England Patriots. Uh, But let's go ahead and continue really quickly with uh, Gina Ramos, wellness and health uh, coach. And and Gina, before we left, we we were just kind of, you know, talking about the, the fact of, uh, there are so many diet fads that are out there, and you know whether it's it's the liquid drink diet, the Atkins diet, there's the paleo diet. There's so many diets, and then you couple that on top with plastic surgery. And to me, I don't think there's any quick fixes. If you you can put something in and suck it out, but if you don't retrain the mind to eat a certain way, you have a tendency to go back to those old ways. And tell me real quickly, you know. When you decided to go through this transition, what did it do for your self-esteem? But more importantly, you know, what was the family support system like? The family support was wonderful. My son, for those two weeks that I juiced, my son Anthony was my juicer. And um, he started liking that way of life also. he He's very healthy now. Um, he The whole support system was I think it started happening really fast and my family wasn't sure how to react to it. My husband Mm -hmm. was always very supportive. Um, 
it was an eye-opener, I think, for everybody. When I started it, it was never for the physical part of it. It was to make my insides healthy. I forgot that I was going to lose weight. I went to the doctors and I stepped on the scale and I argued with the nurse that that's not right. And she's like, yes, it is. And I said, there's no way that's what I weigh. I just have had no idea that what I was doing to my body was making such a difference. So my family was very supportive from day one. Um, and they still are to this day. And it opened them up to eating better and doing things that is going to benefit them for the rest of their life. For, for those really quickly before I let you get out of here, uh, for those who are struggling once again to find that that workout regimen, that diet regimen, and we're still using that word, uh, what would you tell them, those individuals who are listening, who want to get motivated, who want to stay motivated, what would you tell them right now? What advice would you give them? I would tell them to take baby steps. I, I didn't have to do that, but... I've learned that people do. I've, I've worked with men and women. Men are very good at listening. Women fight me to the nail on it. Hmm. So I would say, you know, stop drinking that soda every day. Stop going to fast food restaurants. Just start implementing little changes in your life. And I think once you start seeing the difference, then you'll be more motivated to take bigger steps. You know, cut out the bread, cut out the gluten, cut out the dairy, cut out the red meat. Do things that are not going to be as drastic to you to where you're going to feel you're being deprived of things. And do what's going to work for your body. And if you need me to give you that information and help you figure that out, that's what I'm here for. But once again, that's Gina Ramos, and you can email her, and you can follow her blog. Her blog is eatlikemeblog.wordpress.com, and her email address is healthybella, B-E-L-L-A, at gmail.com. Gina, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, feel free to come back at any time and bring any kind of new uh, health, I don't want to say diet, I almost said it again, but any kind of uh, health news you, you want to uh, bring to the public, I love to hear it. I'm going to try this water, lemon, and cucumber, and ginger uh, drink that you talked about earlier and maybe suggested to a couple of other people. So, so thank you for joining us. Please, I'll put that information up on Twitter. So if you didn't get that information, so you can get in contact with Gina and try to figure out some of these health needs and you know get off the bread. Try a lettuce wrap next time you get out. Thank you, Gina. Appreciate for joining the program. Thank you, Nick. No problem. Now, now we jump into the NFL. I believe we have Victor Green, 10 years in the NFL. Let's talk to uh, Victor. Victor, what's going on? What's going on, Nicholas? Hey, How you doing, now? brother? I'm doing well. Before you join, we played a little audio of Johnny Manziel where he was talking about the fact of he needs to do more. He needs to be better as a quarterback. You know, when, when you look at, you know, Johnny Manziel, I know you were in – New York when Chad Pennington arrived and you had the veteran Vinny Testaverde. You know, if you were in the locker room, Cleveland's locker room right now, what would be the, the veteran leadership of the words that you would say to a Johnny Manziel? Yeah, well, what I would say to Johnny is just, you know, just go out there and play football. 
Um, you know, Johnny coming in, you know, in a sense of the league with all this, you know, this hype, you know, winning the Heisman. So, you know, you almost can't tell him, tell him anything. So, I was like, man, just set up and play football. You know, learn the game, learn how to be a leader before you can lead. And uh, that's pretty much what I say to him, man, because right now he's just all over the place. And he think his team is going to give him a starting job, and that's just not the case in the NFL. And you know what? Last week we had Herman Edwards on the program, and Herm has always had this saying that, you know, nothing good happens after 12 midnight. But in the case of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think uh, it's like nothing great happens after 1.30 p.m. Now, you know, maybe hours before they were supposed to get on a charter flight to go to Philadelphia, Le'Veon Bell and Garrett Blunt pulled over by police, uh, marijuana in the car, and, you know, we always, every year in the offseason, there's so many guys that end up or find themselves in this kind of predicament. Now, if you're Mike Tomlin, you know, and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, what do you do with these two guys? It's really tough, man. You're talking about the number one and the number two guys on your, in, your, in your slot right now. You've got the star and the, and the guy behind him, you know, get, uh, get arrested for marijuana. And, you know, but I, I think as a head coach, you still got to send that message. I mean, you got to punish these guys and let them know that, hey, you guys got to be more responsible than you are, guys. And it's baffling to me, Nick, because these things happen every year, twice a year, three times a year to guys. And for these guys to not understand and not realize the position they're in and, and the predicament they put themselves in, it's just baffling to me, man. I mean, if you want to smoke your weed, do it at home. But as a professional athlete, not have that stuff on your person, man. I just don't understand these guys. Yeah, but if you are Mike Tomlin, you're saying, you know, you have to send a message. What message do you say? Send. I mean, this is your number yeah. one and number two running backs, and everyone else after that, they have no NFL experience. So do you cut a guy? Do you suspend a guy? And, you know, I, I know you spent some time in that Tampa Bay organization, kind of in that front office uh, mix, but, but a, a, put your GM hat on for a second. What do you do? Do, do you suspend? Well, do you, what? What do you do? Well, you know, thank God it's preseason, you know? Yeah. And for me to send a message, you know, you got to sit the guys down the next two preseason games. And, uh, you know, I think that, that will be sending a message because I don't think that they want to take that. Or as a GM, you don't want to lose your first two, your first, and your second string guy you know, to, to this type of stupidity. Because now you gotta you gotta lose a roster spot or two. Now you gotta cut some other guy, there's some other areas where you need help and, and you don't have those guys now. So I think that you that you, you get the guys in the preseason, you set them down for a little bit, you suspend them, I mean uh, you find them and then you bring them back for the first game. Well, you know, for me, you know, like you say, it, it is the preseason, so you know, veterans really don't want to play in the preseason to begin with. So sitting them down for the preseason would it really send the message. And you got to look at LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, he's had these issues or, or being involved with things like this since he was at Oregon. I mean, he, he's like on his fourth or fifteen. At some point, it has to register with these guys that, that, that you can't do this. I mean, you send a bad message. You're in training camp. I mean, you can't think about self. There's no I in team. And clearly, these two individuals uh, just pretty much started that that was their way, and Le'Veon was driving and marijuana. It's just a sad state of affairs that you 
see guys repeatedly find themselves in, in, in this position. And since we, we we're talking about uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, let's talk about a game tonight. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles that, you know, they're 0-2 in the preseason and Pittsburgh's 1-1. One and, one. And, and typically in the third preseason game, this is when the starters, you know, get that fine retooling before the first regular season game. When you look at this game between Philly and, and, and Pittsburgh, what do you really want to see or expecting to see in the third preseason game, you know, from either team? Well, well first of all, Nick, you know, as you know, they're going to play the starters probably into the third quarter. Typically, that's what they do. And you want to see all the work that you put in the, the, the first four weeks of pre, uh, training camp starting to come together. You want to see your quarterback, your, your receiver, timing is there. You want to see your defense, uh, your first unit playing together, making some plays. You want to you want to simulate or see as much as a regular season type of game in the first couple of quarters that you that, that that's what the coaches are looking for. That they feel going into that first game, they got the nucleus, they got the people in place, they ready to go compete in that first game, and that's what they that's what they want to see, and somehow how they have before they get injured. Right. Now, let me ask you this question. Now, you played in the NFL for, for 10 seasons, and I'm sure in those 10 seasons, you know, you've seen your fair share of adversity. And what I like to do in this show is find ways to motivate uh, people who are kind of struggling. If you will, you know, tell me a story of where you, you, you had some adversity and you had to find a way to uh, overcome it. You know, do you have any of those stories as a player? You know, well, you know, when I first came into the league, Nick, I was undrafted. You know, I was undrafted, and you know, I was coming into a team where they brought in running lot, they brought in Clifford Hicks, they brought in David Tate, they brought in uh, Price. So you brought, you know, so I'm coming in right now behind the eight ball. Um, you know, so adversity right there is like, what did I get myself into? You know, but you know. Running by and and and, uh, and, and Brian watched them and kind of took me under their wings and, and, and helped me learn the game. But, you know, uh, uh, so young rookie man, it was it was tough. But you know, I helped. You know, I kept my head down. I kept learning. I kept you know trying to find out what made those guys so good. Why is running the league still thirteen years in the league? What can I take from these guys, man? So. That's pretty much the adversity that I had until I got that game Harris and we're going to release you and uh, at that last cut. So with that and all the hard work that I've done throughout the preseason and saying that you got released, but luckily, you know, within 24 hours, I was back up by the jet. But that was a tough time for me. And, uh, you know, a young guy coming into the league, at that point, you got a degree. But you don't really know what you're going to do after that because you have prepared so much and so hard to be an NFL player, and uh, that was kind of tough. Now, now, you talk about being cut, and it's always a difficult time, and that's part of a uh, preseason. It's the third preseason game, and after the third game, that's when we're going to see a league-wide cut and as rosters are trimmed from 90 guys to 75 and then eventually uh, 53. For, for those guys who are on the bubble, and, it, you know, a lot of decision-making that has to happen in the front office. You know, 
what are they thinking going into this 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 third game? That mindset set of a guy that's on the bubble. I mean, are they really concentrating, or can they really concentrate on the game, knowing that the Turk, as we call it, is lurking? Well, you know, they have to, Nick. Uh, you know, they they got to go out there and know that this is a performance. This is their audition, and they put pretty much that, you know, they'll have next week, but when they get out there, they got an opportunity to continue to show not just the team they're with, but the other 31 teams in the league that they can play. It's an audition for all 30, 30, 31 other teams, and that's what they got to understand. So if it things don't work out, where to say the Jets player, a rookie, then you know, go out there and you push it right, you give it to all, then you get other teams out there as a scout like I was. We're watching these guys. I, you know, I went to all the preseason games looking for those guys that may get cut. And we're looking at to bring those guys in. So they just got to go out there and play hard. And uh, if they get cut, they, get, they got teams out there that can pick them up, possibly pick them up. If you just joined us, we're talking to longtime NFL vet Victor Green. You can find him on Twitter at VictorGreen21. Uh, uh, let's, let's talk about Game Green for a moment. I mean, they made some additions to the offense, bringing uh, Eric Decker over from, from Denver, uh, Chris Ivory still with the team, and then Chris Johnson, explosive running back from Tennessee. Uh, wh- what are you expecting from the Justice season? Can they overtake that? division rival and the New England Patriots. And you had a chance to play for both teams. Yeah, yeah, I still give it to the Patriots at this point. Um, you know, they just continue to just get better. Um, they continue to just continue to put pieces in place. But the Jets have made some uh, close the gap, and I think they'll do really well. Um, you know, I'm giving them 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6 and six this year. Um, but I, I think they're, they're on the right track, though. Um, you know, Gino and Michael Vick, you know, uh, if Gino start off pretty fast, you know, they, they can be successful. But if they start slow, they don't throw Michael Vick in the, in the mix, and, and hopefully that defense can, can carry him and kind of keep him in the ball game, man. But they're going to struggle a little bit offensively first. But I think defensively and what they have up front, secondary is, 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 is hurt right now. So they're going to struggle there a little bit. But, I think they're going to be competitive. Uh, Rex team always is, but uh, you know I, I still don't put them ahead of New England right now. Now, there's been a lot of rule changes over the years, and, and more so the point of emphasis, especially in, tr- in preseason football, and that is on defenders pulling and tugging of the jerseys uh, of the wide receivers. And I have to ask, as a former defensive back, I mean, is it is it fair because these wide receivers are getting bigger, stronger, faster? And whether it's down the field or at the line of scrimmage, there's a lot of physical play. But, I mean, as a former set guy played in the secondary, how hard would it be to make this adjustment right away, you know, as far as these rules and grabbing and tugging with all this physicality in the game? Well, Nick, as you know, it's the, it's the offensive league, man. They want to see points. And, you know, as a defensive player, you know, we try to gain any advantage we can to uh, – you know, try to try to gain some leverage, and by them continuing to take away different, you know, I guess technique from us, it makes it tough. It's, it's really make it tough, man. So you got to try to find your game and continue to improve in other areas of your game to get better. Because if a guy can't cover, it really going to shows up as as the rules continue to change. So 
you know, the NFL, you know, they trying to make the game safer. But, you know, the DBs, uh, you know, they put them on the island, as if, if you will. Well, before I let you get out of here, I got about 15 seconds really quickly. There's another Victor Green. He's not in the NFL or college or high school football yet, but he's making a name for uh, himself down in that uh, Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, talk to me a little bit about little, little Green who's out there running the ball. Well, Elijah, he's my son. He's, uh, he's 12, and he's a running back, man. He's pretty special. Um, you know, the vision, the cut, the, the explosiveness, the speed he has at an early age, man, he's, uh, he has it. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about if he stays healthy. You know, he's in God's, you know, hands right now. But, you know, watch out for him. His name is Elijah Green. And uh, number 21, man, he's, he's going to be okay, brother. He's going to be okay. Well, there, there you heard it from Victor Green himself. Ten season in the NFL, Jets, Patriots, and the Saints. Watch out for uh, his son. Definitely uh, a, a great running back. I had a chance to watch uh, the tape. I'll put that up uh, with, of course, with Victor's permission uh, on, on Twitter Absolutely. or whatever so you guys can, can see it. Great vision, great burst, and once he gets into that second level – and one thing I have to say in closing, Vic, he loves getting to the edge. He loves getting outside. He does, man. He try to utilize what he uh, what he has, man. That's speed, so you got to use it. And Nick, by the way, man, I played eleven years, not ten. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. I've been wrong yeah, before. Eleven years, yeah. you corrected me. Yeah, you know that. That years makes a big difference, man. So don't take it away from me. Uh, you know what? As a guy that played ten years myself. You know, I apologize for taking the, that, that extra year away from you. So I'll say it again. Victor Green, you can follow him at Victor Green 21. Not 10 years, but 11 years in the NFL. Vic, man, appreciate your insight. Uh, love to have you back during the season to talk a little bit Jets football, man, if that's possible. Absolutely, Nick. Whatever, man. You're doing a good job, man. I'm proud of you, brother, and uh, you know, keep doing your thing. All right. Thank you. That, coming up after the break, we're, we're talking a little bit about uh, taking care of yourself and give you a little insight on human rights. What's that, right? What's that? You're listening to Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds Bart. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickferkshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. One hand in the air, if you don't really care. Two hands in the air, if you don't really care. It's like that sometimes, I mean, ridiculous. It's like that sometimes, ridiculous. You know, we, we had Gina Ramos on the program, and we just spoke to Victor Green, longtime NFL vet, 11 years, Vic, if you're listening, 11 years. Uh, you know, what I wanted to, to do, um, and, and this is our Real Talk segment, and I want to read something to you. And I don't know how many people are actually aware of their human rights. I mean, believe it or not, you have human rights. It's not like just the Bill of Rights or, or whatever – uh, the amendments, but you have, as a citizen, human rights. And I don't think there are that many people that are aware of these human rights. So let me give you one or a couple of these uh, human rights. It's, it's Article 5. It says, no one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment. Now, keep that in mind, especially with what's taking place in Ferguson, Missouri. And, and be rest assured, you can find these on humanrights.com. I encourage you, if you are listening, go to the website, find out what your human rights are so they are not violated. And our human rights are being violated every single day under our nose. And we don't even know. Uh, and knowing is, is definitely part of it. Uh, no one gives you power and control over your life. So please try to take back your life. I'll give you another one here. It says, this is Article 6. Everyone has the right to recognition everywhere as a person by law. Let me give that to you again. Everyone has the right to recognition everywhere as a person by law. And here's Article 9. No one shall be subjected to arbitrary arrest, detention, or exile. Of course, you know, once again, if you join the program, Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective, and that was a little of some information from this book called uh, The Story of Human Rights. You can actually go on humanrights.com. I encourage you uh, to read more on human rights, but more importantly, know your human rights. And as I said earlier, those human rights are being violated uh, every day. Uh, next week on the program, if you want to call in, uh, you can call in 888-346-9144 and we can talk about human rights. Things that you are seeing 
around your neighborhood in your country that you are sick and tired of being just that. Sick and tired. And I know I, I am. Uh, there's, there's some great people in the world and uh, some bad things are happening to them, but we can put an end to it. Enough is enough. And oh, the Washington Redskins on Monday Night Football, some of the guys in their secondary, uh, they started to, I guess, do a peaceful protest, if you will, on Monday Night Football. Uh, they walked out of the tunnel as the team was being uh, announced with their hands raised in the air. Uh, very symbolic for those uh, individuals and the families uh, of Michael Brown and that Ferguson, Missouri uh, uh, area. Uh, and I, I think, you know, I mean, we don't need to call it a ceasefire. I, I, I said it last week. I, I think what we need to do is bridge the gap. And the way we bridge that gap is communication. If we can get uh, the youth, not, not just black youth, but white youth and Hispanic youth, you know, educate them, educate the police, you know, so, so there's some kind of communication because a lot of these things happen when there's a breakdown in, in communication. We have to do our part to bridge the gap. Teachers, politicians, uh, professional athletes, entertainers, uh, we have a voice. And what's the use of having a voice and having a platform if you don't use it appropriately? You know, you've been blessed to be placed in a position, so, so, so use it. Now, also, I will read from another book that I, that I have, and feel free to hit me up on Twitter at NickFerguson underscore 25, or you can email me at NickFergShow at gmail.com, and, you know, the next individual that hit me up, I will send them a signed copy of my, this book, The Way to Happiness, with my signature on it, and an outstanding photo, and that photo definitely has some significance uh, behind it. So uh, if you hit me up, I will uh, send you out this book with an autograph. Uh, the first five people to do that, I would just do that for them. And it, to me, it's, it's, I played in the game for 10 years in the NFL and, and two years in the CFL. And we have game plans. And that's our playbook. So we can go out and execute efficiently to win. And I, I use the book here and the contents in the book when I go out and speak to kids. Uh, because I feel as though this is the playbook. This is the playbook of life. You know, to instill those morals and buy those uh, morals back into the fabric of society. Because obviously, you know, there is some disparity uh, as what's taking place. But uh, you need to get this book, and, and I'll get it out to you first. The first five individuals, and you know, like I said, we had Gina Ramos on the show talking about how she took back her life and, and reduced her weight from. 310 pounds to, she lost 157 pounds. That, that's amazing. And she decided to do that. No freak diet, no surgery, just pure willpower. And, and, and the way it happens, it talks about uh, taking care of yourself. And it says, uh, get care when you're ill. Keep your body clean. Uh, preserve your teeth. Eat properly. That's a big one. Eat properly. There's a lot of us out there that, are, that know we're not eating properly. You know, we talked about the cake and, and the pastries. Hey, I, look, I love sweet potato pie just as much as anyone else. But sometimes I have to pull back. I have, I have to pull back and say, listen, I can't have that second slice of pie. I'm working out. I'm trying to maintain my health because my family uh, needs me. So, so that just a little something that we talk about. 
uh, in the book. But I want to touch on some other things, uh, getting back uh, to sports a little bit. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, despite not making the playoffs for the past four years and having a slew of eight and eight seasons, the Dallas Cowboys, would you believe, Forbes magazine have them listed as the most valuable NFL franchise. Now, following them in the New England Patriots at $2.6 billion, the Redskins, or excuse me, that team in D.C., the D.C. Diplomats, at $2.4 billion, the Giants at $2.1, and the Houston Texans rounding it out at the bottom five position at $1.9. Now, there's something interesting about this list. There are two teams on this list from Texas. And, and you know, I would say the numbers are a little skewed uh, for the Cowboys because they say in Texas everything is bigger, right? You have the largest state in the United States. And your generation of fans have been forged from the 1970s where all you saw was Cowboys games. So once again, my, my thing is Forbes should do another poll with those Cowboys fans and say, well, yeah, your team is popular, but are you really satisfied with 8-8, eight and eight, missing the playoffs for the past four years? And keep this in mind. J.J. himself said at the Country Music Awards, hey, listen, my team, despite not making it to the playoffs, we are the most Popular team, we sell out the most games, and obviously we have a Jumbotron that's so ginormous you could possibly see it from space, but we're still popular. We haven't made the playoffs. We haven't gone to the Super Bowl. We, we haven't been that popular since uh, Jimmy Johnson and his hair uh, was in control of the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, th- that says a lot. Uh, but I still say, you know, the numbers are skewed just a little bit in favor uh, you know, the, the Cowboys, yeah, you sell a lot of jerseys, and that may be because your, your owner is on television a lot. You know, he's probably seeing his face more than Mark Cuban. But that, that's just me. I, I'll let you guys, you know, mull over that. But also, I think this is fascinating. Uh, Monet De- Davis, I mean, she did a lot for the Little League World Series. And, and to see a young female black teen out there, not just black, but just female, that, you know, taking a mile, the mile, striking guys out, playing first base. It did a lot for viewership. Uh, I tuned into it. My kids tuned into it. My son was really excited. Oh, it's baseball. This baseball's a girl, you know, and, and that's great. And I'm sure it did a lot for not just for Little League World Series, but baseball, Major League Baseball in general. Uh, Rob Manfred, who's now will be the new commissioner of the uh, MLB, it did a lot for him because we're seeing a major drop off in participation by uh, black athletes. We're not seeing a lot of African-American athletes in Major League Baseball. So uh, kudos to her, the Pennsylvania team. They lost, but they get a chance to play uh, again. I I just love it for sports in general. And and over the years, we've always seen someone come out in in sports and I guess elevate the sport to another level. We just saw uh, earlier this, this year what happened with uh, soccer with the World Cup, how it, it just kind of invigorated more fans to watch and American fans. So I love it when things like this this happen. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all for it. I would love to see more uh, African American kids participate in sports, and I'm eager to see this new commissioner and, and what they do in these minority cities to kind of get kids back into playing baseball. It, it, it is a fun game, you know. It's America's pastime. I would definitely love to see that. Uh, happening and take place but tonight don't forget there's a game preseason game I guess on uh, the 
four-letter network, the Steelers and the Eagles, eager to see how these two teams will look, you know, in this final warm-up game before the regular season starts to uh, un- unfold. I'm interested to see what Nick Foles does uh, at Turf Toe with LaShawn McCoy. I had, that tur- I had Turf Toe myself. It's an agonizing injury. It seems really uh, minuscule, but it's your toe, it's your foot that's cutting, running, and jumping. So it would have a profound effect on looking to see what happens with that. And also, after the third preseason game, the Turk comes out, and that means NFL cuts. Could your player, player that you like, the jersey you have, could he be on his way out to a new team? We'll know. I don't know. We'll find out more after the third week of the NFL season is in the book. I'm excited. You know, it is Thursday. The weekend is around the corner. Third preseason game. We get the chance to see the starters a lot. And don't forget, go to the human rights website, humanrights.com website. Shoot me an email so I can shoot you out this book, the way to happen this book. I want to thank my guest, Victor Green, for joining the program, 11 years in the NFL, and Gina Ramos. You can hit her up at eatlikemeblog.wordpress.com. Find out that information. Get out there. Change your life. Become more active. Love thy neighbor. That's Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective. And I'm out until next week. Thanks again for stopping by. Be sure to catch Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. in the West on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week. We'll be right back.